Welcome back for another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders. We've got a special one today, folks. As we mentioned last episode, Josh is going to be, you know, locked away in his cabin in the woods studying for the bar exam for the next few take weeks. Take a shot. <laughs> Everybody take a shot. <laughs> exactly. The bar. So now, as you hear the voice, we've got a very special guest, a guest co-host. It is a big Peaky Blinders fan, one of the podcast's most avid listeners, most avid contributors, Marissa Fox McCann, joining me from California. Marissa, welcome. And you are our first guest host. I mean, it's been me and Josh. It's been a lot of, you know, episodes with just me. But how does it feel to, you know, take such big seats? Josh is, you know, he's not a small guy, so his chair might have a little indentation there. How does it feel? I am stoked. Like, I feel pretty special to be the first, like, guest fan host that is not a member of the show that is not doing an interview. So I am stoked. I'm so glad to be here and talking to you guys and sharing all about my love for Peaky Blinders. That's really what it's all about. The community around the show, the community around the podcast, especially in a time like this, we've got to all kind of band together here. We're trying to find different shows. We're trying to find different things to connect us. But at the end of the day, it's going to be Peaky Blinders. It's going to be talking about Birmingham. You know, it's going to be talking about the Shelby clan and, and for you, Marissa, you reached out after the last episode where I kind of mentioned maybe we, you know, go around, talk to some female characters some female people in the world, in the Peaky universe, anything surrounding something that Josh and I hadn't done. And you, you know, raised your hand, signed up and, you know, a couple of days later, boom, here we are. And it's just one of those things where what kind of brought you to wanting to be on the podcast, wanting to kind of make your voice heard. So I have been listening to you guys, I, I don't know, for a while, probably eight or 10 months. Um, and pretty much you guys definitely need like female voice on the show every once in a while. Like every once in a while, you guys will be talking about, you know, whatever guys or whatever scenes. And I'm always like, oh, like you should be mentioning this or this. <laughs> and I think especially um, just the show is very polarizing with men, right? Like that's, we all like men, women, we all love Tommy Shelby, let's be honest. So I think that having, um, like I saw an opportunity for my voice to be heard about just the show, the men, how cute every is, like in a female perspective. <laughs> how did you get into watching Peaky Blinders? Are you someone that started season one before Netflix or are you a little bit more of a, of a newcomer to the show? So I have always been very into historical fiction. Like that has been my jam my entire life. Um, even like when I was a little kid, I used to read a lot of books that were historical fiction. So then of course, growing up, you know, obviously there's a lot of great TV shows and a lot of great movies. And um, I have always loved 1920s in general. And this is probably a very unpopular opinion but the Boz Lerman Great Gatsby is one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> and I know that that is a very um, polarizing movie right there, but um, I've always loved it. So for me, I had heard people talk about P.E. Blinders a few times, and I actually started to watch it maybe three years ago and I didn't get very far because you know I think that the first time that you watch Peaky it has to be you have to be in the right headspace right because there's a lot going on like you can't be distracted you have to be paying attention especially the first time and every time that I have rewatched Peaky 
I think you find more and more to like notice. For example, um, the last time I was watching it in the like the second episode or something, there's this part where Tommy is sitting in the bar and he has like the two IRA guys come in and they start singing. And there's like this moment where Tommy just has this face where he's like, oh my God, what is going on? And it is like, I've never noticed that before. And it cracked me up. Um, so yeah, so I had actually tried to watch it about three years ago and just couldn't like super get into like the first or second episode. So about a year ago, I rewatched it and I was immediately hooked and I, there was no going back. So I was able, obviously all of it was on Netflix by then. So I was able to binge immediately, which was amazing. Um, and then I think what ended up having me find the podcast was I was actually looking for a Peaky Blinders book because I thought, you know, like, this is awesome. Like, of course I want, you know, maybe there's a series, maybe I have all of the media, but there is not. Um, there's like a show book that has pictures and stuff, but it's not, um, it, it's not like a fictional book, which was what I was hoping for. So I think that's how I ended up finding the podcast. And yeah, it's, <laughs> Kiki is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I would say, you know, I'm the same way. I, as people have heard, first time I watched it, that first scene with no subtitles, <laughs> I don't remember understanding one word that was spoken and I'm like, nah, this isn't really for me. We've kind of talked about that with like Schitt's Creek and Parks and Rec. And it's like a lot of shows they, you know, you need maybe a second watch. And as you mentioned with subtitles, which is how I watch Peaky Blinders, you may have, you know, peeked down at the subtitles. You may miss a character's face or, you know, a background character's reaction or maybe something that wasn't in the subtitles. And that's why doing the rewatch and I'm sure You've listened to our rewatch with Grace's Secrets and everything involved. And we'll, I'm sure we'll do a season six rewatch coming up maybe, you know, later in 2020, early 2021, as we don't want to do it too far away from season six, or excuse me, season five rewatch, too far away from season six. But when we do that, I'm sure there are things with, with uh, Oswald Mosley that we'll be able to notice. I mean, just, just thinking about that season and this show, and before we dive into what we do want to talk about, which is, the hunks of Peaky Blinders, of course, the, uh, the fabulous, beautiful men involved in the show. And I, I will be the first to say it, I can objectively defy men. I think I feel like I am allowed to uh, objectify them. I think I'm allowed to speak down to them. I think Tommy Shelby is a hunk. I, I mean, he, we, we've, got a, we've got a top 10. We've got some honorable mentions. I think I've got some good uh, talking points here for all of you ladies of our Peakyverse that want to hear, make sure to, you know, send us any questions that you guys have. But when we do look at the show, what was your opinion of season five when you finished it up? Ooh, okay. First time through season five, it, it was rough, right? Um, and I think that part of it, and of course, like, I have maybe some talking points about this later. I think that part of it is just that um, throughout the show, Tommy is this, you know, very attractive, very polarizing figure. And then you're seeing him start to slip in season five and that's rough. Um, so first time through season five, you know, I, I was kind of on the same bandwagon where I was like, wow, like, I just don't feel like there was a lot that happened. Like, I don't feel like there was really like a resolution. And that's especially, you know, it's six season episodes and you're used to like this, this great plot line and all of these things. And then season five happens and you're kind of like okay <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> where did that go <laughs> 
Um, and then, yeah, and then, of course, you know, we heard all of the things that Stephen Knight had said about how, you know, it's really part one of, like, a bigger arc, and that re-watching the second time, I appreciated it more. I can't say that I loved it, but I appreciated it, and I think that once we see season six, it's going to be so much easier to look back and be like, oh, oh, oh! <laughs> I, I see that. I think, for me, just kind of living in that world, as many episodes as we can get in that world, I'm never going to dislike it. You know, it's totally kind of, true. right. It's yeah. kind of like that Mad Men vibe where it's like, as long as you're hanging out with these people that you love, anything that they do is going to be good. And then we had, you know, the last season of Game of Thrones and it was like, all right, maybe, maybe that doesn't always seem to be the case, but as long as, you know, it, as long as we're going to have anti-villains, you know, the, the, that anti-hero, I should say, there's nothing that Tommy can really do that's going to make us dislike him because if he does something bad, that's right on page. And if he does something good, we're like, oh, wow, Tommy Shelby has a conscience and has, you know, these morals. So there's kind of like a, a win-win situation going with him. And so I guess that can kind of lead us into our rankings. So, Marissa, when I told you that this was going to be what we wanted to talk about, was there any sort of, I guess, uh, Anything holding you back from really unleashing your opinions about, you know, the, the wonderful men of Birmingham? Okay, so I will say this, like, full disclaimer, I feel like my list is, you know, one through ten of Peaky Blinders men. It is not one through ten of actors in the real world. <laughs> that is important. Because, yes, because, for example, um, Tom Hardy. I couldn't agree Amazing. More. Yep. Alfie Solomon's. awesome in some seasons yeah Yeah, like definitely by like the last seasons you know he has like the psoriasis the cancer you're just like oh (laughs) that's the thing so yeah so definitely um my list is definitely takes into consideration personality (laughs) so let's go with these are the most attractive characters yes in Peaky Blinders not the most attractive actors okay and I I do want to say to all of the fantastic men that listen, that may, you know, like other men, I am very much straight. I, I am very much straight. You've heard us talk about the girls. We've been ridiculed for talking positively about Grace and maybe negatively about Ada at certain times and different things. But I, I can judge men. And so I, I have put together a good list here. I think maybe we can go 10 to 1. What do you think about that? I think that's great. I, uh, I didn't really get too technical with like my five to 10 because I don't want to say like, oh, blank is so much more attractive than blank because I, I'm not sure what the difference between my fourth ranked guy is and my 10th ranked guy Don't is, worry, I will come I think, in with, with the, um, the metrics there. Yes, perfect. So let's, let's get us started. Let me hear, you know, your, your number 10, someone that, that you have in your top 10 but may not be totally in love with. Okay, so like I said, this is characters. So coming in at number 10 is Johnny Dogs. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I, I didn't even it. know if he was going to, like, it, it's kind of weird, right? Because I started looking really, because obviously you know who, like, your top five are, right? And then you really start to look at the other characters, and I wouldn't say that there's, like, a lot of men who are, like, really attractive, or that their characters are super attractive, you know? Um, so coming in number 10, Johnny Dogs, and I think that it is his personality that comes through on this one. Um, he's funny. He has a sense of humor. He's loyal. So yeah, 
solidly yeah. in there. I agree, Packy Lee, just a happy-go-lucky guy. He he did make my honorable mention, and uh, and you, you just gotta love that scene when when Tommy walks in with him and that the housekeeper maid whatever, and and Tommy's like, "Is what's her name behind there?" And Johnny's like, "Yeah, she is." And he's like, <laughs> All right, you're feeling good enough to come fight with me. And he's like, "No, my side, my side." <laughs> how many guys? How many men in this show that aren't last name Shelby have like sex scenes? right? Yeah. And that's just the respect that was shown to Johnny Dog. So I like that. I'm going to go a little bit different here. My number 10 is going to be Curly. Okay. I think you've got to give a little bit of love to Curly. He's just, he's like that, he's that character that is going to get maybe a little bit of like, uh, like pity sex, right? You're going to get a little sympathy. You, You know, he might find his way a little drunk in a pub one day and there might be a woman that says, you know what? this guy could have something really good going on downstairs. And, and that's why I think, I think I got him in my number 10 spot. I respect it. <laughs> All right, go ahead with number nine. Okay, coming in at number nine, um, Finn as an adult. <laughs> and I felt a little weird about this one because I feel like he's like 15. Um, I looked him up. He is 21. <laughs> I feel okay. better about that. Um, I think that he is a solid number nine. Like he's, he's definitely, he's got a very unique face when you really like look at him. Um, he's very freckly. He's like got that good jawline. So I don't know that he'd be somebody that would go for, but I think he, he deserves to be in here somewhere. And maybe when he's a little bit older, I would put him a little bit higher. I am in my late twenties. So I feel like there's just, he just, he looks really young. <laughs> he looks really young. Um, he, he did not make my list, but he may want to wife you up right away. As we saw in the early parts of season five, where he's looking for a ring on a one night stand. Very true. Very true. Okay, so this one for me is a little bit of a uh, political move because, I mean, I got to get my guy, Adam L. Hagar, fan of the podcast, came on the show. Ali is adorable, right? And, and as a fellow member of the Jewish tribe, you got to throw something to one of the circumcised members of this Peaky Blinders character unit. So I think that all of that he's learned from Alfie Solomons, I think that'll put Ali in a good position to be, you know, husband material. In, in, the, in the coming seasons, especially when he comes back as Tommy Shelby's lawyer. Okay, so that is funny. Um, he actually did not make my list, but he is my honorable mention. Um, and what's funny about that is Adam L. Hagar would have made the list, no question. Ollie, just off of it. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. And, and you know what? I, uh, I respect that. I'm going to go with my number seven here, and I'm assuming this guy made your list I feel like I have him a little low at seven, but Ben Younger is an absolute stud muffin, right? I mean, he's actually he, not on my. Oh, okay. So you know what? That's fine. Maybe, maybe it's uh, there's some other people that I didn't quite consider, but in my opinion, I think Ben Younger, Kingsley Ben Adir, I think he's going to be in this uh, in, in a new movie coming up. I'm going to have to look it up real quick, but I know that he's starring in the show that's on TNT, uh, Snowpiercer which was an adaptation of the movie that was made with uh, was it, like Chris Evans a couple years ago. But Ben Younger, RIP to the homie. Ada got a good one there. I, I, uh, I don't have Freddie Thorne. Maybe we could talk a little Freddie Thorne if you got him later. But I feel like Ada, Ada takes some good swings in this, in this series. What do you think? So I feel like Ada um, 
she deserves an award for most improved character because yes. when you look at her from season one to season five, like season five, I mean, she's responsible, you know, and she just, she's so badass. Like she is so awesome. Um, and I love even, I feel like you start to kind of see the shift around season two and three. Um, like in season three, when Tommy comes over to talk to the Bolsheviks, Russia, whatever, I can't, I don't listen. That's, that's, that's an, another topic for another episode, whether, whether I would love to know how the listeners were able to differentiate, because if you've listened to Josh and I's coverage of season three, whoo, that was a fun time. The Georgians or whatever they were. Oh, I know. But so she has them over or whatever so that Tommy can talk to them. But like, she's so like worried about Tommy, caring about Tommy. And then just like from season three to season five, like you just see her like explode into this super responsible woman. And she's, you know, so great to her family. She's, you know, she just really deserves most improved. Um, so I love Ada. <laughs> Big Ada fan. Okay. So but, coming but no in. Ben Younger. Yeah. Let's hear your seven. Oh yeah. So coming in at, I think it's number eight. Um, this oh, is a right. throwback. This is probably not something you expected, but I'm going with Danny Wisbang. No way. He made my honorable mention. Samuel Edward Cook. I feel like him or Curly had to have made both of the lists. And so I'm happy that they both made each of our lists. Yeah. So um, definitely he, I, okay. So when he was about to die, right? episode one like we're like half an hour into the show and Tommy's gonna shoot him like the thing that he was worried about was his wife and kids and like he wanted his kids to have a good job he wanted to be buried in a nice place and ooh, I just I feel for him um and you know he is attractive too like he's got like a nice nice looking face he's got some very distinguishable features so yeah he's like a solid number eight for me <laughs> that is good yeah you're right eight Ben Younger was my eight as well uh my bad on that numbers so now seven and i think we're getting i think top seven for me is a step above eight nine ten at least at least in my opinion i think we've we've entered the upper (laughs) echelon of attractive men and i'm going to start her off right now with the goat oscar award winning adrian brody luca changretta bam bam panties dropping Our our lists are so different, and I love that. Um, I think that it shows that there are more men on Peaky Blinders that are attractive than I had previously thought. Um, so my number seven. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Do, do you have Adrian Brody? On I your don't. Show? I don't. I looked at him. I chose to leave him off. Um, he's just not somebody that I would go for in general. And when you're really when you're thinking about um, Peaky Blinders, because we're talking characters, um, he's a chump. <laughs> really Luca Changretta not a tall drink of water I mean I just think like he came in so sure of himself um you know this is like a blood feud many many years ago I think it could have died I don't think that this blood feud needed to take John from us um oh that I mean that you know what that'll be an interesting topic for another time as well because I'm interested to hear more about that one idea because I think John kind of took himself from from us well, there is that, but um, started the blood feud, but that's just a whole another conversation. But yeah, oof, let's keep going. That whole that that arc right there. That's that's a that's, that's a, a real one. one. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just I I think that in general, like he he was a character that caused me like a lot of like stress and angst. I don't know that he was a character that I'd be like, oh yeah, let's go. <laughs> 
So yeah, he is left off of my list. And my number seven, um, for sure, nobody expected this to be on my list. Um, very small character. I'm going, I've always had a soft spot for redheads. I'm going in strong with Billy Kitchens. <laughs> Absolutely. That's Paul <laughs> Bouillon. That's our guy. I mean, he's actually my number five. Oh, solid. I, I didn't really expect him to be on um, your list, so I'm very glad about that. Well, I will say that because we've interviewed with him, like I said, a little bit of political bias there. He's a homie, friend of the podcast, and I happen to follow him on Instagram, and the guy's just a stud muffin, too. I mean, he's going to star in the new season of uh, oh, whatever that Netflix show is that's supposed to be a Game of Thrones. Why? I, I'm blanking on it right now. But he's starring in the new season with Henry Cavill, and that's going to be okay. awesome. It's called uh, – keep going. Keep talking. I feel like we're just, like, waiting for all of these awesome things to drop, right? Like, TV has definitely – I feel like Netflix has just been releasing, like, all of these weird things. Um, or, you know, Hulu, too. Like, there's just been so many things where you're like, where did this come yeah, from? Like, but I feel like we're, we're going to get into it. Yeah, they've probably just been storing these random shows. But it's The Witcher. I don't know how – sorry, Witcher. Oh, high. oh. <laughs> Any Witcher fans that are going to get mad at me, Paul Bouillon is the main character in season two of The Witcher. Oh, so that is so good. Very excited. So that's a good one. That's a good number seven. Billy Kitchen, he's my number f- six. No, four. He's my number four. So Ooh. I had to give a lot of love to, uh, to Paul Bouillon because I know he listens. So let's, let's, let's move to number six now, and uh, I'll let you go first here. Okay, so my number six, um, obviously I did, I already called this character out for not being, um, for rating him as the character and not as the man, but we came in strong with Alfie Solomons. Oh, so we did make your list. He did. Oh, he definitely made my list. He just, listen, if it was, um, if it was Tom Hardy versus Killian Murphy, they're both like way up there, right? But like Tom, like... Tommy Shelby versus Alfie Solomons, like we got some distance there. Yeah, um, I, I did not leave. I left Alfie off of my list. <laughs> I don't know how well manicured that man might be. Ooh, definitely, uh, that was. Not. <laughs> and when I was thinking about this, like I, I am thinking of you know season two. Alfie definitely is like number six. If we're talking season five, ooh, I guess spoiler, but season five, Alfie, like oof, we're not on the. <laughs> We have to, uh, listen, Marissa, we've, we've made this, you know, known. If you're listening at this point to Peaky Blinders. You've watched it. You had to have watched all five seasons. And if you haven't, you are lined up for it. Because the season aired a year ago. Yeah. Right? It was like November of 2019. And we're in October of 2020. So that's just one of those things that you, you lined yourself up for that. But let's, uh, let's, let's, keep it, let's keep it going. I don't want to make too many vulgarities about... Uh, about Alfie Solomon or what he may or may not be very good at in the bedroom. So that could be a very solid selection for you. Um, I'm going with another fan of the podcast theme coming up here. Someone who listens and who shouted us out a few weeks ago. And that's going to be Arthur, Paul Anderson. I think, he, uh, I think he cleans up really well. I mean, when he would go out in London and he would get really shit-faced, he was maybe not super attractive. But I feel like when, when he wants to look good, even in the Peaky universe, I think he looks pretty solid. Oh, I totally agree. He is on my list. He's just a little bit higher. <laughs> all right. All right. Good. We won't tease where he is on your list then. We'll just move along. Are we at, uh, I think we're at six, correct? Uh, I have six as Alfie, so I think we're at five. 
perfect. Go ahead. Okay, so this one, ooh, if his character was a little different, he would be higher up on my list. So this is pretty much based purely on looks because, listen, his character, he's a little, but um, I have Isaiah 1.0. So we're looking at the OG Isaiah. <laughs> I'm so happy that you have this because this was a talking point for the end of the episode. I wanted to compare Jordan Bolger against Daryl McCormick for you which is Bulger, Isaiah 1.0, McCormick, Isaiah 2.0. And you obviously, I agree, we all loved the first one. He ended up going to star in a CW show in America, which is why we lost Bulger. But I think that's a solid choice. Uh, maybe age problems may arise there. Same with Finn. I don't know how old uh, Bulger was in the first couple seasons, maybe like 16, 17, but probably like in his 20s. Yeah, definitely. He, and they're actually, they're pretty you know, I was looking at pictures and comparing the two of them, and they are pretty close in, in you know, physical features. But man, like 1.0, his facial structure <laughs> is magical. Like, and oh, his skin is just beautiful. Like he is a tall drink of water. Um, so definitely. And, you know, I, I say that he was number five because of his character. Like that kind of plays into it because I just feel like he's very, um, he's a little timid. He's a little timid and, like, he's a little immature. Like, when you're looking at, you know, like, Arthur and Tommy and then, like, you have Isaiah. 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 But, <laughs> yeah, like, they're just, um, he's definitely, you know, that, that plays into it when you're looking at who you find attractive. Yeah, I, uh, I would love a little bit of hijinks from, like, Michael and Isaiah. Remember when they went to the bar together? Yeah. You know, what maybe would have happened? Who would they have brought home if... You know, there weren't some dumbasses trying to fight some blinders, but that, yeah. that's a good choice. I also have a little bit of a character over actor thing here because I've looked up the actor and I think he is higher than five, but the character in this is someone that maybe you've got a little higher, but I've got Bonnie Gold as my number five, you know, the little Jack Rowan fighter. I, I, I think he's a... I think he's got a little little cutie stuff going on there, you know, a little baby face action, a little baby face assassin. So he definitely got like honorable mention for me. Like he was definitely one that I was looking at and I was thinking about and decided to leave him off my list. And I think just, um, you know, screen time, character time, like you just didn't quite get enough of that um, throughout the series. So definitely honorable mention there though. Okay, and very solid uh, demise. I thought he had a very solid. Uh, he he came. He went out with uh, with you know, clear eyes, full hearts. So I you heard my four. It's Billy Kitchen, Paul Bouillon. So what's your number four? Okay, so number four, and this is, listen, my number four and three are very very close to each other, um, but ultimately I put Arthur as number four because he's kind of got like that hot dad thing going on. Um, like he's definitely got that very, um, you know, just like rugged, lived, experienced thing going for him. And yeah, like when he cleans up, ooh, he's looking nice, you know, and he's definitely, he's good, good looking. Yeah, the reason why I don't have Arthur so high on mine is I just can't stop thinking about the scene where Linda like closes his sheet, closes his blinds. He's like, oh, Linda, Linda, are we doing this? Linda and there's no Josh so like I am terrible at impersonations but I just like, I, I have to imagine he's just gonna like kind of crumple under the pressure of the intimate <laughs> settings 
so I don't have him too high. But we've we've gotten the top, you know, the the seven, the three through set, four through set, four through ten. Jeez, the bottom seven out of the way. Let's go over a couple honorable mentions so we can finish it strong. Because I would love to hear you said you. We've heard one of your honorable mentions, right? We've heard one of mine. I've got you know Johnny Dogs as my honorable mention. Which one did you say you had on yours, Bonnie Gold? Um, definitely Bonnie Gold was up there. Um, ben Younger as well. I think okay. that they were they both you know deserved recognition, but not just quite on my list. <laughs> for for me, someone that was very close to being number ten, but I ended up sliding in Curly. And I don't know, very curious to hear what you're going to say about this, but it's Sergeant Moss, Tony Pitts. I think he is just, I mean, that's like your, that's who the guy you want to marry, right? Like he is loyal, reliable. I think he's a pretty good looking guy. And, and that's, that's who I've got as my first, my number one honorable mention. I mean, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. <laughs> good. I'm glad you agree. Do you have any more honorable mentions? Um, no, that was pretty much it. I feel like there have been definitely people that have left off, like Abarama Gold. Ooh, you know, like that's just once again, like that's a very, um, you know, he, an, he's so sweet. It's and an actor so, versus character thing, I think. That for yeah. me, like I'm not attracted at all to his character. Like, but Aiden Gillen, he's solid. Littlefinger can get it. But, yeah. I, you know, the mayor of, of, uh, of Baltimore, he's in. Um, I do have one more honorable mention. This is someone that I think is definitely a top 10, but he uh, is the reason why we're in the situation we're in. So I hate him, but it's Billy Grade, a.k.a. Okay. Emmett Scanlon, who was great in uh, Gangs of London as well. And he's just, I mean, he's a pretty solid looking dude. For, for sure, I really thought that you were going to come in with Oswald Mosley, and I was like, oh, I'm out, I'm out, no. I'm out. Nope, nope. Do not need any of that stare in the mirror, mirror energy. I don't need it. The firm mustache. Nope, nope. <laughs> but no, I mean, Billy Grade, the, 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 you know, quote unquote, maybe the black cat, however you want to talk about that. But he's the one that, uh, that sold everyone down the river. But in terms of good looking guys, I had him as he my definitely, own. and especially like, you know, with the accent, like he, he does come in pretty good. He's a footballer, <laughs> right? Soccer player. All right, exactly. we got it. I, I have this bad feeling, uh, you know, that it, our top threes are the exact same. Um, but we can it always with the order. Maybe the order's a little different. Um, I've got John as number three. Okay, so I, I have Michael, and I actually firmly considered putting him under Arthur, but I decided not to. I thought that he Ooh. fell right above Arthur. Um, and, you know... He's very attractive, and he has, yeah. like, that look into the camera smolder that's very attractive. Um, but I feel like, you know, he's just, he's not quite as badass as everybody else. And that has grown in the later seasons. Um, but, you know, like, he's definitely, compared to everybody else, like, you know, he's a little timid. Like, he's a little, he doesn't quite, he, his convictions aren't as strong, right? Like, he kind of just takes it all and that's you know I, I like somebody that's a little more strong and convicted you know so definitely number solid number three possibly four with Arthur <laughs> okay see maybe you're right I think maybe we need a Michael and uh Gina sex scene to really like, <laughs> people in whether he is like the dominant but honestly I'm a little scared that she's gonna be the one that uh owns the bedroom there 
and that would uh, that would be a tough look for my guy Finn Cole because I love him. Have you seen Animal Kingdom? I have not, and that's definitely one that's on my list. Everybody talks about it. I would um, put it I would put it pretty high on that list because what it is is it's Peaky Blinders, but in modern day like California, Newport Beach. It oh, really okay. is, and it's almost the same exact thing. Like Finn Cole plays a like nephew of someone who's important and his mom like you know isn't in the picture and then the grandma is the one that runs it so essentially like polly running you know peaky blinders is the same as smurf is the name of the character (laughs) who runs the it's a you know robbery it's a robbery family gang drama with a lot of very studly looking male actors and it's really good it's on amazon prime i uh, i highly recommend it i think i think they might have one season left so it's almost like Good time to catch up on some Animal Kingdom. But in that one, Finn Cole, number one. In this, I've got Finn Cole as number two. Number one, the man, the myth, the legend. Well, so my number two is John, of course. Um, You know, and my reason, like, oh, John is just, he's a great husband. Um, He's supposedly a good father. I don't know. We never see any of the kids. (laughs) We don't know the, the if any nannies, of them are good The parents. nannies of Birmingham, they're just, they're just dominating it. Well, so what's funny is I've actually been watching um, Call the Midwife, which basically is um, like the midwives of Birmingham. Like it's like based in like the 1940s and it's like, you know, um, the, the poor side of London. But it's so funny because every time I see it, I'm like, the nannies of Birmingham. <laughs> it's great. It's really just prime stuff. And guys, I will, I just want like 2% of the revenue. That's it. I mean, is that like, is that too much to ask for for a golden idea? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so John John Shelby firmly at number two. I mean, his smolder, like his face, he's so attractive. He's so cute. Um, Yeah. And then of course, number one, I think that this is obvious for everybody. Otherwise we would not be watching the show is of course, Tommy Shelby himself. There is, there is not one scene in the show where Killian Murphy doesn't look attractive, right? (laughs) Even when he is deep into despair at the end of season four, trying to play golf, yelling at his son and the the nanny, it's like the guy is still working it. And he's like at least a seven out of 10 in his darkest days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what is funny about this is this might be an unpopular opinion, but I think that Killian Murphy as Tommy is the hottest version of Killian Murphy. I think that he wears his hair too long and too light. And if he <laughs> would cut his hair more often and like, like, okay, he has very, very strong facial features, which, you know, is oh, yeah. the beautiful thing about him and his eyes. Like, I mean, he is so attractive. And I think that in general, like he wears his hair too long and it just detracts from his beautiful features. <laughs> He's definitely not attractive in the Batman series. <laughs> right like definitely he he has a lot of that like uh the bad guy in like mike if you've ever seen that movie you know what i'm talking about where it's like the really scary cheekbone action going (laughs) i've seen trailers for the new uh the emily blunt one where uh you know it's like the The quiet place quiet place too and he's got like the shaggy shit going on so Mm -hmm. i would say i would say inception when he's really clean cut like a really rich guy look that's a solid one but I would agree. I think Peaky Blinders, this is A+. I feel like Tommy slash Killian could probably continue in the you know, early 1900s vibe for like another show or another movie. 
and really cash in in that, you know, the Peaky Blinders fandom there. Oh, yeah. Like, I've heard him talk about before how, um, like, there was some joke about how when the the filming for season six got postponed because of COVID, he was like, you know, like, oh, before the hair or whatever. Um, but, like, I, I really, like, his his face has such strong features. It's like, you need to just, like, let the rest of it kind of accentuate that, right? Like, he just, his face does it all by himself. <laughs> I'm not sure he needs makeup or any, like, implemented facial like additives I, I really think he is someone that yeah I mean it's number one if you guys listening if any one of you does not have Tommy Shelby number one let us know why like I would love I mean maybe I would say there is definitely a solid case for John right like mm. someone could probably make the argument maybe for Finn if someone was is a big fan I'm a fan of Finn Cole those two guys are brothers that is an um, I, like an unbelievable dream <laughs> Cool. I know. <laughs> right? That's that's awesome. And Marissa, have you seen Gangs of London yet? Okay. So we started watching it and we were watching it and like the service that we were watching it on, we were only able to watch like three episodes. Um, so pretty much I'm just counting down the days until it's on AMC. So I saw three it's, of the episodes. It's today. It's today. There we go. This yeah, weekend. Pretty it. cool. Um and I it's a little hard to follow. Like, I think it needs a second watch because there's just kind of a lot going on um, and you like really need to be paying attention. And I think especially in the beginning, there's a lot of um, like talking in rooms type of stuff going on. Um, so I'm not totally sold on Gangs of London yet, um, which is interesting because I expected to like, you know, five minutes and be like, this is the best show. So I'm definitely going to give it, um, I think I'm going to start over and just give it like that second watch through the first few episodes. It seems to be the trend, right? Because that's kind of how I felt with, you know, Peaky Blinders, right? Game of Thrones too. the first episode. I was like, ah, I'm not really into zombies. Like, what is this garbage? Like, yeah. so it's like, and then I'll tell you, I was, we almost had to be into it because we kind of propped it up as the show that Josh and I were going to cover. <laughs> so I was like already gung ho. We're going to like the show. But then we really did like the show. Subtitles are big once again. And I was able to watch, you know, I did once a week, you know, because it was airing live on Nav TV. I think AMC Plus is going to do the three on October 1st and then once a week. So it'll okay. be the same kind of thing. Josh and I will be posting out our episodes on the Apple podcast right here. And so that's where we can really get a nice like rewatch, as you mentioned, right? Rewatching the first two episodes, at least when I did it. And if you guys are not totally aware of what we're talking about, Joe Cole, who plays John Shelby, is the star of a new show. We had the director of a couple episodes on a couple months ago, Xavier Johns. It's got Gareth Evans, who made The Raid and The Raid 2. And those are sh movies that are just fun. And, and the show is just a lot of fun. It's something that, yeah, I, I think it just fits Peaky Blinders very well in terms of you know, it's the gangs of London. It's, it's really much, very much. And Sope Derisu, who plays one of the main characters, who, like I mentioned, you don't even really know in the first episode who's a character and who's with who and who's, what's going on. And are you guys with the good guys? Or are you guys with the bad guys? And that's kind of tough to follow. But as you mentioned, if you watch three and then maybe you have to go back and watch the first again, that could be something that follows along. And there's no shame in just not liking it either. So if, if, you, if you don't like it, let us know anyone listening at home. If you like it, let me know as well. 
we're going to try to cover it as much as possible because as we mentioned, there's really just not much new Peaky stuff going on. We try to, you know, come up with some gossip stuff every once in a while in the Peaky verse. Josh and I just dropped an episode a few days ago that had the Emmys recap, which garnered, you know, Marissa here to, to join us. And so I, I think this was as, you know, as fun as it could be, Marissa, do you have a good time? I did. I'm so excited. This is awesome. Yep. So this is Marissa Fox McCann. She just was a fan of the show and just sent me a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash Peaky Podcast, having her on. I think, you know, I think we could have another episode, right? I think we can continue to have some fun here, maybe turn this kind of guest co-host thing into a little bit more of a regular thing while Josh is gone. What do you think? Absolutely. This is so much fun. Um, I can talk Peaky forever. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Let's run through the list one more time. Let's hear your 10 to 1 most attractive characters in Peaky Blinders from the man side of things. Okay, so we have Johnny Dogs coming in at number 10. I have Finn at number nine, Danny Wisbang at number eight, uh, Billy Kitchens at number seven, Alfie Solomons at number six, and like Alfie Solomons via season two and three. Um, <laughs> Isaiah 1.0 on number five. Isaiah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, number four is Arthur, number three, Michael Gray, number two, John Shelby, and number one, Tommy Shelby. Pretty dang good list. Um, I, I would say that your list is probably going to line up a lot better with our female audience, but that's just because you have the extra X chromosome and, and, I, <laughs> and I don't, but let's, let's, let's see it. Let's see. We got number 10, Curly, the man, the myth, the legend. Adam L. Hagar, excuse me, Ollie, number nine, Ben Younger, number eight, Luca Changretta, number seven, Arthur Shelby, six, Bonnie Gold, five. I mean, when he is in that ring, fighting Goliath, glistening with sweat, tripping from every orifice. No. He's, he's a solid looking guy. Billy Kitchen, four, John Shelby, three, Michael Gray, two, and Tommy, number one. Those are our top tens. I threw in Sergeant Moss, Johnny Dogs, and Billy Grade as my honorable mentions as well. And I, I really think, I, I forgot to mention this guy. He's like my extra pure joking honorable mention. But what, what do we think about the uh, Grand Duke Petrovna? <laughs> that is so funny because that was definitely one where I had been like, huh, huh, you know, because you're kind of trying to look through the men and like, you know, you're looking through, because there's so many men that are like, you know, a few episodes. So you really got to dig to find all of the men. So that was definitely um, one that I had scrolled through when I was making my list. So that is so funny that you bring him up. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's our list. Thanks so much for listening. Marissa, looking forward to uh, talking again. Hope you enjoyed your time on By Order of the Peaky Blinders. Of course. She's Marissa Fox McCann. I'm Daniel Gilman, and we binge so you don't have to.